full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in, joining us wherever you may be or however you may be tuning in, whether it's on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, on the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, or streaming us online, 1069thefan.com. Or I should also say, or if you're sampling us when we're not live, listening to our podcast after the fact. Thank you. Welcome. Appreciate you being part of the show. And uh, you're always invited to chime in on the topics of the day uh, or even give us a new topic that we haven't quite covered yet that you think uh, we're missing. Feel free to text us on our Guild Mortgage text line. That's 435-339-0321. 435-339-0321. If you want to weigh in, uh, this a uh, couple different things we're going to talk about th- th- today. Here on the Full Court Press, one of those is uh, talking about spring sports. RPI rankings are out for baseball, softball, boys lacrosse, girls lacrosse, boys soccer. Also, the uh, fall schedules are out for high school football for next year. We'll touch on those, what stand out to us in the non-region games. Can Skyview repeat as 4A champions or who's going to give a run uh, for their money and who uh, who may be the, the top team out of Region 11. So we'll look at that as well. Uh, Utah Jazz, they played in Los Angeles last night, a decidedly different outcome, as you might suspect, with uh, more of their key guys available for the Utah Jazz last night in L.A. And it, it really clearly illustrates the impact, particularly of Rudy Gobert, that he has on the game. But uh, weigh in on that, having Mike Connolly, Rudy Gobert, Derek Favors back in the game. Andre Drummond just looked uh, really out of sorts with both Favors and uh, Gobert in the game. So we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit as well. But uh, certainly one of the, the bigger items to touch on today, and uh, that is uh, within the last hour, uh, a jury in Minneapolis uh, has found uh, former police officer Derek Chauvin uh, guilty of the, the charges in the George Floyd uh, situation uh, last May, which was outside of a local convenience store there in Minneapolis. Uh, and uh, there were pauses uh, and, and a lot of things that were going on in the world, uh, in America. There were protests. Uh, it uh, Any other events that were somewhat similar after that caused additional unrest. So certainly the sports world was taking a very keen eye uh, keen interest in what was going on in Minneapolis and how that jury would uh, make their decision. Uh, as you might suspect, the NBA has has uh, made some different statements. Uh, Players Association, along with the uh, NBA, um, yeah, made some strong statements during their time in the bubble with Black Lives Matter painted on the court. Uh, so there's a, a lot of different things that the NBA has, has done, but 
uh, today uh, in a joint statement with the NBA and the NBA Players Association. They issued a a joint statement after the, the verdict was revealed saying, quote, we are pleased that justice appears to have been served, uh, but also adding that there is much work to be done. Um, those within the, uh, the the area there in Minnesota, the Timberwolves released a statement. WNBA's Minnesota Lynx, uh, they had a, a joint statement that they released. Uh, our deepest thoughts have been with the Floyd family since this unjust tragedy. Throughout our history, racial and social inequalities have been ingrained in our society we are hopeful that today's decision will serve as a step forward, but it does not ease the physical and emotional pain that continues in an environment where systemic racism exists, close quote. So uh, it wasn't just basketball related. Those that uh, reacted to the news today, um, there were others, including those in the uh, NFL, a group of NFL players, including Patrick Mahomes. Uh, there was a, a Twitter video uh, that they produced saying it's been 10 days since George Floyd was brutally murdered. How many times do we need to ask you to listen to your players? What will it take for one of us to be murdered by police brutality? What if I was George Floyd? These are some of the things that that, uh, were happening in the immediate uh, aftermath uh, of the event. So uh, a lot of different um, uh, celebrity players or or big-named players and uh, organizations kind of reacting to today's news. Uh, the NBA had issued notices to all of its teams being hey, just telling them, hey, be on notice. If this verdict comes out that uh, he gets acquitted, there could be uh, protests in your cities and uh, also among your players who may choose to sit out and not participate in games. So what does the NBA schedule look like today and it looks like everybody is still going to play uh, there are no games scheduled in Minnesota the Timberwolves are actually in California to take on the uh, Sacramento Kings but it's a uh, somewhat of a light schedule today the Magic are in Atlanta to take on the Hawks the Hornets are uh, taking on the Knicks in New York the Nets are at the Pelicans Clippers are at the Trailblazers and Timberwolves at the Kings. There are two games on TNT tonight, the Nets at the Pelicans, and then the Clippers at the Trailblazers. Uh, That tips off at the first of those two games is at 5.30. The second one is at 8 o'clock. So uh, you can be assured, whether you like it or not, but uh, you can be assured that there will be, uh, that that will make it into part of the broadcasts for those national uh, televised games tonight in some form or another. Um, but uh, uh, a lot of different people reacting on social media and on Twitter uh, to the verdict today of this. Uh, a lot of outspoken athletes are certainly among them, as you might suspect that they would. Um, but uh, I think that with today's verdict, as it as it came down the way that it did, uh, I, I don't suspect that we're going to see a lot of disruption in what's going on in sports. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that as things continue to unfold throughout the rest of the afternoon and into the evening. But, uh, I would suspect that that will uh, continue on, uh, as, as would normally be planned. Um, but a very busy day in the NBA, uh, tomorrow, but kind of a light schedule tonight. And it looks like everything is going to go, uh, as scheduled. Uh, another big, uh, 
uh, I guess, news today, kind of a sad situation, a sad story that we're learning about today. Um, former uh, Aggie Hall of Famer, one of the great uh, basketball players of all time to wear a Utah State jersey, Shaler Halliman, passed away at uh, only 76 years old. One of uh, the most prolific scorers in Utah State history. He ranks 20th all time. And um, he was uh, named a Helms Athletic Foundation All-American during both his junior and senior years. Uh, He was drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers in the uh, NBA. Um, He was selected in the first round, 14th overall pick. Played for the Chicago Bulls and the Portland Trailblazers. Also spent some time with the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, finished his career in the ABA. He played for the Dallas Chaparrales. Named the Utah State's All-Century team back in 2005. So a prolific scorer for Utah State. Had some great games. Had uh, great performances against some of Utah State's chiefest rivals. um, And a great scorer, great um, athlete. For Utah State. Um, and uh, coming up here in just a little bit, our good friend Craig Hislop had a chance to catch up with Halliman's uh, former coach, Dell Brown. Great conversation with him about recruiting uh, Shaler to Utah State, what kind of uh, impact that he had for the Aggies, uh, and just some other fun stories that, that Craig and uh, Coach Dell Brown uh, often seem to find their way into uh, sharing with us. So stick around for that. That's going to be coming up a little bit later on this hour um, in the show. We want to make sure we uh, give you the the full scope of that and, and air that interview in its entirety. You will not regret hearing that. Uh, our friend R.J. Salveson, by the way, he is uh, checking out local uh, high school baseball this hour. He'll be joining us next hour. But uh, understand there's a great pitching duel going on between some Valley uh, high school baseball teams going on right now. He wanted to get uh, his eyes on that in person as uh, we will be talking uh, more next hour about these uh, latest RPI rankings for high school sports, and uh, which includes several different sports. And uh, also with the announcement about this uh, high school football schedules that will be uh, that are now out, and we'll give our previews of that more focused in the second hour here on the Full Court Press. And uh, also get into our stat that blew our minds and our player of the week who stood out to us the most in what they're able to do over the last week. And certainly if you've got a recommendation or a nomination that's for somebody that we should consider, and let me know. 435-339-0321. That's 435-339-0321. Um, there's some really good candidates to consider. Uh, certainly Steph Curry is playing on a whole other level right now. Uh, we've seen some... Uh, some pretty amazing things in, in baseball over this last week, in, in golf. So uh, if there's somebody who really stood out to you and what they were able to do over this past week who you think we should consider and mention as our player of the week, I'd love to field your nominations as well on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. By the way, today the University of Utah making it official. We saw it all happening. We knew what was going to happen, but Marco Anthony, officially a uh, Utah Ute following Craig Smith to Salt Lake City uh, to the University of Utah. Utah State still has a few positions available to them. Uh, I would suspect that this transfer portal is uh, is still going to be quite active. I don't think it's going to be settled down just yet. Um, 
And uh, if you heard last hour, I thought Doug Gottlieb explained this very well. I think it's totally accurate. If uh, if you're in a program and your coach has been active in the portal, getting somebody to your program, and that uh, position may displace you, um, you may be still looking to go. So as players are being announced at their next locations, it may create openings for others to be on the move. So uh, it's not done yet. Uh, I think there's still another week or two where it's it, where players could still put their name in the portal and uh, uh, transfer away and uh, find a new home for themselves. So I don't think it's done yet. It's been a lot of players there this year. I, I don't know if this is just a new um, kind of evolution of a current trend and just how many are there, if this is just the next step, or if it's an abnormal uh, abnormally high uh, level of uh, participation in the transfer portal because of the uh, added opportunity for players to kind of be super seniors and to stick around for that extra year of eligibility. So, uh, But how does that affect Utah State? Who, are they, who else are they going to target? I think there are still several positions that they could use some help with, uh, but uh, Coach Odom with his staff trying to evaluate who they have who they have coming in, who were not uh, uh, here on the current roster, but who was committed previously, who's coming in either from a previous commitment or from uh, kids that were uh, serving missions other places. Now they're just getting home or will be coming home soon, trying to figure out what they have and what they still need to put this whole basketball team together for them for this upcoming uh, basketball season. So uh, we're going to do this. We're going to call a timeout a little bit early here on the Full Court Press because uh, we've got uh, an interview that was pre-recorded earlier today after the the news broke about Shaler Halliman's passing. Our good friend Craig Hislop was able to catch up with former Aggie coach Dale Brown about uh, Halliman, how he came to Utah State, uh, what he meant for the Aggies, and uh, what he was able to do uh, after his career at Utah State and uh, had a lot of seasons in the NBA uh, but uh, kind of the after, uh, the time after he was uh, in Logan. So that's going to be coming up here in just a little bit. We'll recap what happened in Los Angeles between the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll continue to touch on that. Uh, and also we'll be spending a lot of time about high school sports, a little bit more in the uh, 5 o'clock hour. But uh, RPI rankings are out for baseball, softball, boys and girls, lacrosse, and boys soccer. And so we'll touch on uh, and give a snapshot of what's going on so far in the spring season for these high school sports, who's doing well early on, uh, who's struggling and has, uh, well, we'll just say a lot of upside still and maybe some opportunities to improve. Uh, but uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on what other reactions may take place uh, today after that ruling uh, and verdict was handed down in Minneapolis in the uh, Derek Chauvin case. But uh, all that's coming up here on the Full Court Press. As always, you can weigh in and give us your recommendations or suggestions for who we think our player of the week ought to be, who stood out in this last week in what they were able to do. Also want to pass along this note, too. Uh, if, you're, if you're looking for a career change, if you're currently out of a job, or if you're in a position that you think, maybe I can do more. Maybe there's something more for me. You, you, maybe not employed to your highest level of satisfaction. Come check out the Cash Valley Job Fair. It's being pr- uh, promoted by the Cash Valley Media Group. We're putting on a job fair 
coming up this Thursday at Castle Manor in Hyde Park. It's going to be taking place from 11 to 6. And uh, we we had a designated area that usually is is what we fill up, but we had so much demand. So many businesses need help, uh, need more people available to them that they we, we're able to open up more space at Castle Manor to get more businesses in. So there's nearly 50 different businesses there who are all looking for employees right now. So if you're looking for a career change, looking to find a job, bring a resume with you, and there's a chance you may even have an opportunity to be interviewed right on the spot. Uh, but uh, if you're interested, again, it's 11 to 6, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Castle Manor in Hyde Park. More details are on cashvalleymediagroup.com, but it's the Cash Valley Media Group job fair coming up this Thursday uh, from 11 to 6 at Castle Manor. Here's Jed Norton, the lawn doctor, with another tip for your lawn. It's been a wet, cool, crazy year for your lawn. Soil temperatures have been slow to warm up. Over the next few weeks, you'll see weeds fight for space and try to take over your lawn. Dandelions pack about 200 seeds on each flower. Those seeds can blow up to 5 miles and live up to 7 years. We can help you win the weed battle. Call the Lawn Doctor at 753-LAWN or go to LawnDoctor.com. Another Folk Court Press show is coming to a close, but you can find them on Twitter. Follow Eric Franzen at E. Franzen and AJ Salveson at AJ Salvi. If you missed today's episode, find it on 1069thefan.com or wherever you get your podcast. The Elements Lunch Menu is full of delicious items prepared with a personal touch at an affordable price. Elements wood-fired pizzas and calzones are an excellent choice for lunch that include barbecue chicken, classic pepperoni, or the whiteout with garlic cream, parmesan, house ricotta, and fresh mozzarella. From batter to order halibut with seasoned fries to the fan favorite Thai shrimp curry and more, lunch at Elements is also available for takeout. Casual or professional, open Monday through Saturday for lunch and dinner. Visit theelementsrestaurant.com for reservations. I've got muscular dystrophy. That means my muscles are weak and it can be hard to breathe. Now is a scary time for everyone, as we are at a higher risk for respiratory infections. In good times and bad, the Muscular Dystrophy Association helps kids live with neuromuscular disease. The pandemic places more than 200,000 adults and children with muscular dystrophy at a greater risk. Breathing is often hard when you live with a neuromuscular disease, but the Muscular Dystrophy Association is here to help. MDA's what ensures they receive critical medical care at one of over 150 care centers across the U.S. During COVID-19, kids like me are at a greater risk. The Muscular Dystrophy Association needs your support now more than ever. COVID-19 won't stop us. To learn how you can help, please visit helpmda.org. Thank you. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Stories come to life at your local parks and forests. They're places of wonder, and they're closer than you think. Make the forest part of your story today at a local park near you. 
or find one at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. In case you missed it, Aggie Basketball Hall of Famer Shaler Halliman passed away today at the age of 76. Uh, one of Aggie men's basketball's all-time greats. Uh, a couple of things about him, and we'll, we'll hear from Craig Hislop as he had an interview with uh, former Aggie coach Dale Brown here in just a moment. But he was uh, a uh, Helms Athletic Foundation All-American in both his junior and senior years. He only spent two years at Utah State. He ranks 20th all-time in points scored. Um, He recorded two of the only three triple-doubles in school history. Now, Raleigh Worcester almost got another one earlier this year, but uh, Shaler Halliman had two triple-doubles. There have only been three total in Aggie history. He got two of them, 21 points, 24 rebounds, 10 assists, and a 116 to 88 home win against Evansville back in December of 1967. And then there was a home win against Arizona State in which he scored 35 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists in the 96 to 80 win back in February of 1968. Uh 24 rebounds, that's a career high for Halliman, still ranks as the fifth most in school history. Um he uh his average points per game during his senior year and his uh, career scoring average uh, just ranked second all-time in school history behind Wayne Estes. And he scored a career-high 47 against BYU, ranks as the third-highest scoring game in school history. Certainly a great basketball player, did a lot of great things for Utah State in a tremendous uh, period of time for the Aggies. And uh, our good friend, Craig Hislop, who is a great Aggie basketball and Aggie athletics historian, caught up today with Dale Brown, one of the former coaches for Utah State, to talk about Shaler Halliman, his impact, his journey to Utah State, and uh, life after that as well. So here's, here's Craig Hislop with former Aggie coach Dale Brown. We have just learned uh, recently here of the death of one of the great Utah State basketball players, Shaler Halliman, and uh, Coach Dale Brown was uh, at Utah State. Back, one of the great stories of Aggie history is when uh, Liddell Anderson was in Southern California. He had gotten a letter from Dale Brown, a high school coach. He called Coach Brown, and it ended up, and Coach, you correct me on this, but ended up that on the recruiting visit, Coach Coach Anderson took you with him to meet Shaler. Is that not true? Well, he was. That's correct. I had uh, I'd sent letters to numerous people. I was wanted to be a college coach and didn't have any connections, you know, and just a junior high school and a high school coach. So places I wanted to live. Well, that eliminated the East Coast. It was the West Coast and you know the Midwest more or less. And um, I only got an answer from two coaches. One of them was Liddell Anderson at Utah State, and the other was John Bennington at Michigan State. 
and uh, was it Michigan or Michigan State? I'm not sure where he was. Michigan State, I believe, wasn't yeah. he? John Bennington? Right. So um, I told my wife when I only got an answer. Now, people could have been courteous enough to just say, you know, we're sorry we don't have any openings. Thanks for your interest. But I told my wife from that, and I learned from that. I said, you know, that's really rude. If I ever got to be a head coach, I'd answer every call, every letter. That's just being polite. That's not going out of the way to be nice to anybody. It's just what you should do. Well, I kept on. Liddell Anderson sent me a real nice letter that they didn't have any openings. He was going to keep my name. And if he ever does, he certainly would contact me. So I'd try to send, them, send him stuff along the way when I'd see Utah State played well. Well, one day... I get called out of class by the president, uh, the uh, principal of the school, and said, you have an urgent call to my office. So I went in, and it was Liddell Anderson. Dale, he said, Liddell Anderson, where are you? He said, I'm in a gas station. I said, where? In Palm Springs. I said, don't leave, don't leave. Give me the address. Well, I don't know the address, but it's on the corner. I'll be right there. And I had a class to teach. So I go back to class, and I think, how am I going to get out of this? I'm not letting Liddell Anderson get out of town without meeting him. So I go back to class, stand in the doorway, and I said, okay, I'm going to give you a break now. I said, read tomorrow's chapter, and I'm going to give you a quiz on it. Take out your books. So there's only about 20 minutes left in class anyway. So I kind of walked around the room one time and then sprinted to the parking lot. I could have beaten Usain Bolt that day got to the car, drove down, practically ran into him as I skidded into the parking lot. So what are you doing in Palm Springs? He said, well, I'm going to recruit the best junior college player in the country. He said, try to get him to visit. He said, down in Imperial Valley, California. I said, what's his name? He said, Shader Halliman. I said, I'd like to go with you. Great. So we get in the car and drive and chit-chat about Utah State and what have you and Logan and, and the stadium. So he says, I'm not sure where we go. It was Imperial Valley College. So he says, here's a guy. It was a guy out raking, raking the uh, yard. And he had a big old sombrero hat on, you know, big old hat covering him up from the sun. And so I pulled up, rolled down the window and said, hey, excuse me. I said, can you tell us where we could find Shaler Hellman? And he had the rake in one hand. He leaned on. He said, I sure can. Right here, I'm Shaler Hellman. Wow, I thought that was a break. So we started to communicate down there. I, I don't know if he was had scheduled a meeting or not to come to Utah State. So I gave him all my feelings about stuff. And I said, man, when the kid left, he said, you had that down pretty good. Well, Shaver liked me. Gave him, I'd given him my number, and he called me. He said, I really liked what you said. And now, this guy, and this is not embellished, he told me he'd been offered cars, money, don't have to worry about going to, going, going to school. You'll make it okay. Your summer job, you don't even have to you can work out in basketball. <clears throat> Some of these schools were offering that. And he says, Coach, I don't, I don't want to do that. He said, all I would, he said, why should I, why should I come to Utah State? He said, "What would be the reason for me to go there?" I said, "You mentioned you wanted to graduate, right?" I said, "I'll do everything in my power if you'll cooperate that you can graduate from Utah State." That sold him up. 
didn't want anything else, and they had nothing. He was from Romulus, Michigan. He is, and this is this is not being sentimental because he's passed on to heaven. He was one of the greatest players in the country. Had he been at a more prominent school that got national attention more in basketball, he'd have been in everyone's All-American. But he made All-American teams. He was never a problem. He graduated, uh, got to be a uh, lottery pick, and uh, just a, a good human being. Perpetual smile. And by the way, some months ago, he called me. And he was telling me that, uh, you know, he didn't know how long he's got to live. And he, he didn't talk real well. He was talking slow. And he, he'd had an, a couple little mini strokes. And he said, Coach, happiest I've been in my life, he says, in an old Logan and Cash Valley and Utah State. That was the wisest decision that I ever made. So when I got inducted into the College Basketball Hall of Fame, the two people I wanted there for sure were Adele Anderson, who gave me a break to get a, be, the, be in the Hall of Fame, and Shaler Hellman. And uh, when I get the call yesterday from a caretaker, he told me that she, uh, Shaler had passed, but his last words, he, he put in a box video uh, uh, tapes of his games at Utah State, uh, pictures and other mementos, trophies and whatever, and he'd like me to have them, so he asked for my address. But that that led on to Marvin Roberts, that led on to Nate Williams, that led on to that led on to Eddie Pelubinskis, that led on to Glenn, Glenn Hansen, that led on, I mean, I can go down the line Jimmy Moore, Shimmy Moore, he was—he he truly was one of the great players in the country and a better person than he was a player. Coach, you were on the staff all of his years at Utah State. <clears throat> what uh, what made him so special when you worked with him every day? Um, he was a very good listener. Uh, he didn't have all the answers. He wanted to learn. Uh, once you tell him something... He, he, he really received things well, never defensive. I'm not sure that he even knew how good he was. He, he was all the publicity he got and some of the great, great games he had. I mean, I, I can remember some of them, and they were beyond spectacular. And um, just never was a problem. There was never an incident ever in his entire career. So that old business, you know, which is a well, everybody has to cheat to you know get good. It's just a lie. They don't. Baylor just won a national championship. Scott Drew, my daughter used to babysit with him. Homer Drew, his dad, was my assistant. They lived in Baton Rouge, right down the street from us. So just because somebody murders somebody, that doesn't mean everybody else has to murder somebody. So and all those kids, and you know, it's really funny, and you. Here, here is Logan, Utah. It's Mormon. It's almost all white. Yet if you talk today, ask Shimmy Moore. I just had a conversation with a few months ago, and he sent his book to me. Ask Shimmy Moore what he thinks of it. Ask Nate Williams what he thinks of it. Ask Marvin Roberts what he thinks of it. Ask Shaler Hellman. 
in heaven. You're gonna, well, I don't know if you're going to get there, so you, I'll, I'll do the asking for, <laughs> for you, Craig, if I get there. But um, they all love Logan, Utah. The people treated them with, 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 with grace, and so sometimes a place can get knocking. Well, you know, it's all white, it's just all Mormon, it's all this. Those kids didn't see that. So apparently, uh, when he'd had the stroke problems, if I understood this correctly, he had he had asked you simply, "Can can we can you just keep in touch with me, Coach?" Can you call me weekly? Yeah, right. And you've been doing that apparently up until now. We've talked. We've talked. Yes. And he, he was he, it was hard because he. Uh, his faculties were there, but he didn't he didn't have the same voice. But he never complained about it. He was crippled up a little bit once, too. I think he, memory serves me right, I think he spent, spent some time in a wheelchair re- rehabilitating. But never complained. The super shade. Always had a perpetual smile. He had a, a, a substantive career. I know he played for a few NBA teams. He finished in the ABA. Mm-hmm. Good liver. He didn't drink. Didn't smoke. Didn't take drugs. So now it's it really really hit me last night because you know he was one of the first. Well, I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't know how to recruit. You know, I just tried to be myself and tell him I'd be there for him. But it was never. And he we'd he'd come in the office regularly and talk and just a. Good, good human being. Have you heard from uh, anybody about any kind of services? I talked to Phil Olson. Phil Olson's already contacted uh, Utah State about it. I also talked to Marvin a few hours ago. I haven't talked to Nate yet. But Phil Olson, talk about an, talk about my blessing. I have, I coached Phil Olson too on the freshman team. All good people. And Phil, Phil could have been a heck of a basketball player. He obviously knew he was going to be better in football, but tell you what, he 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 he, he was a pretty doggone good JV player for us. Have you heard from any of Shaler's teammates here since the the news of his well, death? It just happened, you know. It just happened. Yeah. And I've been busy all day. Um, so it just happened uh, last night. I found out about it. So. I called Marvin, and then Marvin said he'd call. I mean, I called Marvin, and Marvin said he'd call Nate right away. And then I got a hold of Phil. Well, we appreciate you taking some time to talk about Shaler because fans around here will remember him very well, and we just wanted to make sure somebody could... A lot of sight, out of mind, but I'll tell you what. He's, he, he, there's some great ones. We started with Wayne Estes before him, and they're... they're there has to be the top five players in the history of that school. If Shaler Hellman isn't in the top top five, I, I, I don't know who would be. Well, Nate Williams and Marvin Roberts, obviously. but And just a good human being. Never had a problem. Never had, never, never, never challenged anything. It was a fun time in Cache Valley. And without an injury in the regional championship, I don't believe UCLA could have beaten us because Nate Williams sprained his ankle the night before in practice. 
and played on one ankle, and I can't remember. He got in double digits tonight against UCLA, and then they went on and won it. Well, that was one of the great times in Aggie basketball history. There's no question about it. And great times with great people. Not something you want to be ashamed of. And I want to ask you a question. Has anyone broken the great ex-tennis coach at Utah State's record yet? They didn't even know how to keep score? Oh, I don't think that'll ever happen. (laughs) The Dale Brown era in uh, Aggie tennis will live on. Greg, that is really one of the funniest things of all time. That whole story, which we've talked about before on the air with you, but... That, that, that again was the kids were good listeners. They knew that I meant what I said about being disciplined and being on time, but I, I, couldn't, I, didn't, I didn't even know how to keep score. Why does a coach need to know how to keep score? Well, you have to call, you have to, you have to call in the scores. <laughs> like, he told me to uh, call in the scores, so the first guy called in. We were playing at Arizona, Arizona State Tournament. And the guy said, I won 6 uh, 2. No, he, no, he says six two four six six two three three six two six. I said, well, what the heck? I don't know. Do you add him up? What do you do? How come sometimes he says two six, other times he says six two or whatever it is? So I didn't call in the scores. I did learn how to keep score, but that was it. <laughs> Coach, we appreciate your time. Greg, good to talk to you and. Uh, I hope they'll do something nice at Utah State because he loved Utah State and here's a way of loving him back by having a nice memorial for him. Well, they've already sent out a story. I know that. That just came out. Don't forget to tie this next year, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay, Greg. Love you. Thank you, Coach. Bye. Uh, It's good stuff. It's a dose of Aggie history right there with Craig Hislop and Dale Brown. Um, But uh, great to hear those stories about what brought an attracted Shaler Halliman to Utah State, the promise of helping him with his academics and getting him to graduation, and a great, tremendous player for Utah State. Uh, a great impact for the Aggies during that time was a, a lottery pick for the Philadelphia 76ers, averaged 26.8 points during his senior season. His career scoring average of 25.2 points per game, second all-time in school history behind one and only Wayne Estes. Uh, But uh, he did pass away at just 76 years old after suffering several uh, uh, small strokes. Uh, But uh, sad news there, taken too soon. But uh, one of the all-time greats for Utah State in Shaler Halliman. Coming up here on the Full Court Press, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, a couple other topics. Uh, if you want to read more about Halliman's uh, career, Shaler's career, you can go to cashvalleydaily.com. Great story there from uh, courtesy of uh, the sports information people at Utah State University. It's on Cash Valley Daily and uh, more details there. Uh, if you want to uh, weigh in about the upcoming topics for our Player of the Week or a stat that blew your mind, uh, weigh in, give us your nomination, 435-339-0321 on the Guild Mortgage text line. We'll also recap what happened last night in Los Angeles with the Utah Jazz and the L.A. Lakers. And next hour, getting into the high school sports scene for spring sports as uh, we'll give the updates on some of the RPI rankings that have been released 
in the current standings uh, for uh, these uh, spring sports as they are right in the thick of what's going on with their competition. So that's coming up here on the Full Court Press. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Earth Day is coming up. We have some laundry units that are less stressful on the environment, energy efficient, and won't be in a landfill in two years. Our best-selling GE and Speed Clean commercial washers are built to last longer, so you won't have to worry about purchasing a new washer for years to come. Plus, get $20 off our Earth-friendly Excelsior laundry detergent with purchase of a select laundry pair. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard, aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. The Cache Valley Media Group is looking to hire an administrative assistant slash traffic director. Duties include answering and directing calls, greeting public, data entry with a high level of accuracy, and daily scheduling of radio and digital messages. Must be computer literate, knowledge of Excel and Word, have basic accounting experience, the ability to multitask, learn and understand new software, a self-starter, and work well with others. Previous media experience is a plus but not required. Pay based on experience, benefits, and training provided. All inquiries kept confidential. Send your resume to jobs at cvradio.com. Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can, making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hi, everyone. Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that Smokey's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when there are parched or windy conditions out there, you got to be extra careful with things like burning yard waste. After all, wildfires can start anywhere, even in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here. AJ Salveson, he's checking out some local baseball. He'll be joining us a little bit later in the show. Next hour, when we focus a lot on spring sports, uh, high school spring sports, that is. Uh, 
By the way, in case you missed it, and I don't know how you would have, but uh, certainly it's been a huge story within the last hour, hour and a half or so. Um, but a, a jury uh, has uh, convicted uh, uh, Derek Chauvin, all the cases, uh, all the counts against him in the George Floyd murder uh, and his death. And uh, certainly, as you might suspect, a lot of different people reacting to that news. Uh, there were so notices that were sent around from a lot of different sports saying, hey, just be aware if this if this uh, officer, former officer, is acquitted, there could be protests, there could be riots. Just be aware this could really affect some some of our games here in the near term. Well, looks like everything's going to still happen as scheduled, as planned. And uh, different organizations releasing statements. The NBA and the NBA Players Association released a joint statement. A couple of different teams and organizations uh, releasing their own statements, which now includes the Utah Jazz. Uh, within the last 20 minutes or so, they've released this statement. Our hearts are with the George Floyd family today. His murder, among too many examples of senseless killings, system, uh, systematic racism and injustice, has only heightened the urgency to peacefully and emphatically work towards creating sustainable and meaningful change. The work ahead of us remains clear. Our resolve is strong, and our actions must be even stronger. Close quote. So, uh, Utah Jazz, uh, among many other organizations and professional uh, teams, um, weighing in on uh, the news of the, the day, the big news of the day, certainly. Uh, but it looks like uh, things will continue to uh, happen uh, as planned, as scheduled, with um, a, a lot of uh, different uh, sporting events that could have been uh, put on hold or, or been uh, adversely affected uh, by the uh, the ruling that that came down uh, earlier today uh, by the, uh, the the jury in Minneapolis. But the the NBA schedule uh, today. Uh, there are just a few games, not a, a really heavy schedule. Um, there are some games uh, this evening uh, on TNT, notably the uh, Nets at the Pelicans and the Clippers at the Trailblazers. By the way, speaking of the Nets, it looks like uh, James Harden was doing some on-court uh, rehab work yesterday, had a setback, and now the team's unsure of his return. They're hoping that he'll be available just before the playoffs in less than 30 days. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that Brooklyn Nets team, with all their stars and all their star power, they just can't get on the court all at the same time together. Uh, Kevin Durant with a little bit of a setback just the other day. Now uh, James Harden with one of his own. So, it really, the, the race to the finish line in the NBA could just be who's the healthiest? Who's got the healthiest team? Uh, Anthony Davis has been making some progress in his rehab. Uh, they are hopeful. The Los Angeles Lakers are hopeful that he'll be able to rejoin his team later this week, uh, maybe even as early as Thursday when they take on the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, LeBron James may not be that much farther behind. Utah Jazz with Donovan Mitchell uh, making it's making it sound like he will be reevaluated later this week, uh, perhaps uh, uh, this weekend. And it's, it's the, it seems to be the indication is that his injury was not quite as significant as it originally looked. So, boy, let's all hope that's the case. 
We did see Saturday afternoon what the Jazz looked like when a significant number of their key players decide to sit. Well, they didn't decide to sit. The team told them to sit um, because of uh, various uh, lingering issues, health issues, uh, minor injuries. They want to make sure they're healthy and that they're good. And uh, the Jazz, with their second and third unit, still played tough against the the Lakers. Against, honest to be honest, their second and third unit. But the Lakers had more of their traditional starters in that game than the Jazz did. And uh, and look, the the Jazz took them to regulation, had their chance to win in regulation, uh, ended up losing uh, by double digits in overtime. But we could see the clear difference this Jazz team makes when Rudy Gobert's on the floor. When Derek Favors is his primary backup, when Mike Connolly is running the point, uh, it makes a huge difference when you have those players available. And you can see it. Nothing changed for the Lakers, but everything changed for the Jazz. And in that game, they had Andre Drummond on skates. Uh, they put him in the pick and roll, and he didn't know what he was doing. He was not near the type of impact player he was on Monday night as he was on Saturday. That is the Rudy Gobert factor to a T. Now, he had eight points and eight boards, four assists and two steals. It's not like he was a total waste, but he wasn't a 27-point game performance, total domination in the paint. And that's what happens when you have your traditional center and your primary backup available. Because in Saturday, it was Ursan Ilyasova, and when he wasn't in, it was a totally different story then even. So, totally different story. Uh, but last night uh, for the Jazz, really impressed by a, just a collective effort. Uh, Ingles was fantastic, I thought. Uh, five three-pointers, five assists, four rebounds. Uh, he had a block, 21 points to lead the Jazz as their starters. Uh, Jordan Clarkson with 22 off the bench to lead all scorers for the Jazz. Uh, but uh, Mike Connolly, steadying presence, 10 assists, 14 points. Rudy Gobert, especially in the second half, he really affected the game offensively and de- defensively in that third quarter with 14 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, uh, a steal, and two blocks. Uh, and then Royce O'Neal continues to play better, and I think finding more of his offense. I think his confidence is growing offensively. He was 3-for-3 three three from the three-point line. Nine rebounds, five assists, two blocks to go forth his uh, 13 overall points. So a big difference for the Jazz uh, when you have your primary guys there, um, and uh, the uh, you know, um, the the Lakers just didn't quite have the same kind of answers for the Jazz when they were at full strength. Um, but uh, I don't know what what did you observe? What did you think of that Jazz game last night? Still, it uh, the, the the game was missing the biggest stars and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but um, look, Jazz got to win those games, and especially to stay in front of the Phoenix Suns, who won in overtime in in Milwaukee. Just a really close, down to the wire game. Uh, probably should have gone Milwaukee's way, but they had some questionable coaching decisions and how they closed out late possessions, and Phoenix just kept hanging in there and had their opportunities and. Devin Booker hit some key free throws at the end to win the game. So, Jazz still keep pace and still on, on top at uh, at number one. Another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press and some uh, additional thoughts before we hand it off to uh, the, the next hour. We'll be talking a lot more about spring sports. The high school sports uh, teams and the RPI is out. 
So we'll update you on the current standings uh, for all the high school sports in the area. That's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Hi, this is John Horton, General Manager at ARS. COVID-19 is a mess, but it doesn't have to be. We at ARS recognize your desire to take the best care of your workspace and home in order to protect your family, staff, and other building occupants. We have certified technicians that use leading industry processes, state-of-the-art equipment and technology, and cutting-edge products when disinfecting. We understand your needs and are ready to help. Remember, got a mess? Call ARS. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Every single game, that's basketball. You think Havlicek's taking a night off? Havlicek! You know what, Alex Smith? Havlicek! <laughs> that is the most historic rant. I'll, I'm going to listen to Mad Dog. It's so Every good. <laughs> Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Cache Valley is absolutely beautiful. It's always fun to be outdoors. And now is the time to let the Allergy Clinic inside the Cache Valley Hospital help with venom testing for spring and summer. The Allergy Clinic offers testing and treatment to life-threatening stings from honeybees, yellow jackets, white-faced hornets, yellow hornets, and wasps. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cache Valley a full-time allergy clinic in two locations, Providence and inside the Cache Valley Hospital. The Allergy Clinic accepts most insurances, including SelectMed. Call the Allergy Clinic at 753 Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here. Ajay Salveson is on his way back to the studio after checking out some high school ba- uh, baseball with uh, some great matchups this week in uh, high school baseball. Really, really busy week with a lot of sports. You've got baseball, softball, boys and girls lacrosse, boys soccer. So a very busy time for high school athletics. And uh, coming up next hour, we'll get into more of the uh, current standings and the RPI rankings of a lot of those teams and those schools. And um, uh, for their respective sports. And in addition to that, the fall football schedules have been released. Uh, and so we'll give a quick look at what those schedules might look like for Region 11. Who's got some of the more interesting uh, non-region games? Uh, where are the uh, key rivalry matchups going to be taking place? We'll be touching in uh, uh, on that Um as well, continue to take your recommendations as well for who you think stood out the most and what they did this last week in the field of play, on the court, on the field, uh, on the pitch, uh, 435 if you want to weigh in on our player of the week. Uh, if you want to text into our Guild Mortgage text line, we'd love to hear from you. Did get one question that did come in. We'll uh, save that to 404. We'll reserve that the next hour. We'll get into that. I uh, hope you can stick with us to hear our answers uh, to that. But uh, uh, next hour is going to be a lot about the high school sports and what's going on there. But, again, recapping the big story of the day, uh, the former Minneapolis police officer, Derek Shelvin, um, the jury did find him guilty of all charges. And uh, a lot of different uh, professional sports uh, issuing their own uh, statements as a result, saying, and most of them similarly saying there's still a lot of work to be done. 
and uh, we still stand committed to try to make this world a, a better place as a result and uh, still work together. So more of that and more coming up next hour of the Full Court Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Congrats to Alex Smith. The 14-year veteran announced his retirement yesterday. He made three Pro Bowls and had good numbers statistically with the Niners, Chiefs, and Washington. But his career won't be defined by just his on-the-field success. In 2018, Smith suffered one of the worst leg injuries in league history. The aftermath was even worse. The infection was so bad, it required 17 surgeries. Everybody assumed his playing days were over, but Smith kept working and last season made it back to the field for the Washington football team. He wasn't quite himself, but he was better than many expected. Probably good enough to earn a backup job this year. But Smith decided the risk wasn't worth it. Easy to understand considering where he came from. There was a point where Smith might not have known if he was going to keep his leg. We tend to judge players on pretty narrow parameters. For Smith, his play and his comeback are intertwined and add up to a notable NFL legacy. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. I recently had a chance to go outside and give my truck some much-needed TLC, so I grabbed McGuire's new bright orange bottle, the Hybrid Ceramic Wash and Wax. Couldn't wait to try it. Has a unique two-liquid system that not only gently cleans the paint, but leaves behind their Hybrid Ceramic Wax protection with instant water-beating action. Now my truck looks good. It is dope. It's protected. McGuire's Hybrid Ceramic Wash and Wax with advanced SIO2 technology. McGuire's Ceramic Made Easy. Guys, there's one thing we all face, and it's age. It's inevitable. But we don't have to let age beat us. We can still feel good, strong, lean, and that's why I take M-Drive, the supplement, every day. Powerful ingredients backed by science. You get energized, stronger, leaner. You can hear it in my voice. Go to mdrivedan.com today. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. M-Drive's available at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. M-Drive. It's that first kiss, that moment in time. Engagement season is in full swing, and Jarek's Fine Jewelry has been helping hundreds of couples find the perfect ring. If you are getting engaged, you have to come browse our collections. Sometimes you may find the perfect ring in just a minute, or we can help you custom create your own design. Oh, and with Mother's Day almost here, talk to us about designing the perfect mother's ring. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. Les Olson Company realizes that having cutting-edge and dependable computer hardware enables the front line of your business to get the job done. They also help you play defense with the most sophisticated IT security products available. Create an all-star work environment with the latest IT products and best support and cash value. Les Olson Company's managed IT is there for you all the way. Les Olson IT. Visit lesolson.com to learn more. The home for Skyview Sports. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We are Fox And here's what you need to know. Already afternoon baseball on this busy full slate Tuesday. The Dodgers were in Seattle and L.A. scores a run in the third thanks to Corey Seager. But it's Julio Urias who stole the show. Seven innings of work allowed just one hit. And struck out 11. L.A. shuts out Seattle. one nothing. the final score. The White Sox have a 2-0 lead at Cleveland. They're in the third inning. Tim Anderson with a home run. Still scoreless Minnesota and Oakland. The first game of a doubleheader. 
That's in the second inning. Scoreless between the Yankees and Atlanta in the second. Arizona, a three-run first inning. They lead at Cincinnati 3-1, still in the first. Baltimore scores three in the first as they play at Miami, leading the Marlins 3-0. Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski says there's hope that defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson could come back to Cleveland and the proposed European Super League crumbling just days after its announcement. I'm Ralph Irvin. Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, Andre Salveson. He is on his way. He was checking out some high school baseball earlier this afternoon, so we'll get his first-person view of what's going on with high school baseball. We'll get into a lot of different RPI and current standings in uh, in high school sports, in spring high school sports, boys soccer, boys and girls lacrosse, softball, and baseball. Uh, also have the, uh, the, the first look at the upcoming fall football schedules that have been released. And uh, we'll look, take a look at some of the notable uh, non-region games for uh, the, the teams in Region 11. And some of them are keeping close to home. Others have some traditional non-region rivalries that, that will continue and some non-region games that, that uh, continue to, to uh, keep in place. And uh, others have some pretty interesting matchups uh, on their schedules. So we'll get into that a little bit later on as well in the show. Um, but uh, we'll also get into a stat that blew our minds. And who our player of the week is. So stay tuned for that. If you've got a recommendation or a nomination, always love to hear it from our audience, who they thought stood out to them and what they were able to accomplish over this past week. And if you've got one that we should consider, let us know on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. That's 435-339-0321. And let us know who you think should be our player of the week. And I'll be honest, I'm having a hard time with some of the uh, ones that I've been looking at, trying to zero in on the the one I want to highlight the most because we've had some pretty amazing performances uh, over this past week. And uh, we did mention the Utah Jazz. They had that uh, uh, nice win in Los Angeles over the Lakers yesterday. Uh, The Jazz did a much better job defensively uh, in this one. And uh, really making it tough for uh, LA to get what they wanted in the particularly in the first half, and uh, really not relenting in the third quarter either, and just really uh, putting any of any thoughts or signs of a comeback uh, to bed quite quickly. But a nice overall performance, and I think that's what really stands out about the Utah Jazz is so many different guys can come at you; they'll just come at you in waves, and you think. You're going to just uh, zero in on uh, locking down one guy. Well, somebody else will come over and uh, make a shot or drive to the basket or make something happen for you. So 
that's uh, that's uh, one of the key strengths for the Utah Jazz, and uh, we'll see if they can continue to do that. Uh, as we get near the stretch run here with only about four or five weeks still to go, I think those questions start to pop up. Will the Jazz take opportunities to rest some of their key guys um, and uh, give them a little bit of a breather? Uh, their upcoming schedule, they've got a game coming up um, in, uh, tomorrow in uh, in Houston. Uh, so they do have some more games on the road coming up here soon, but most of those games are against lower-level competition, sub-500 teams, non-playoff teams. Like They're at Houston on Wednesday. They come home to play Minnesota, which is at the bottom. Um, and then they travel to Minnesota on the following Monday. Then they travel over to uh, California to take on Sacramento. Kings gave the Jazz uh, some fits when they came to Salt Lake City. Jazz were able to eventually put it away in the last three or four minutes of the game, but that game was tight until uh, the last, uh, literally last three or four minutes of that game. Don't know if the game on April 28th will be the same. And then they got a big showdown in Phoenix on Friday, April 30th. And, uh, it's really interesting to see where both of these teams are uh, at that point in time. The Suns uh, lost a, a kind of a surprising game to the San Antonio Spurs. Then they go to Milwaukee and beat the Bucks in overtime. And Phoenix has a, a really brutal stretch here, but that um, may not be quite as brutal as we may have initially suspected. Uh, they're going up. They already took care of the Bucks. Uh, they're going up against uh, Philadelphia tomorrow. That'll be a tough uh, matchup. Go to Boston. Boston has proved to be kind of shaky. Uh, Brooklyn, who knows if Kevin Durant will be available. Uh, James Harden will not be available. That'll be on a Sunday afternoon on ESPN, if you want to uh, peek in on that one. Uh, then they go to New York to take on the Knicks. That is a surging Knicks team right now. Uh, they come home to host the uh, L.A. Clippers, who are also surging right now before they face the Jazz. So certainly the Phoenix schedule before the Jazz game is decidedly more challenging and difficult, uh, but uh, how much can, how much separation will the Jazz be able to create between now and then when they face each other at the end of this month? Um, and uh, will the Jazz take opportunities to uh, rest guys or um, try to take a quarter off for some of their key uh, players if they're having dominating performances against Minnesota or Houston uh, or even Sacramento? I think that's a, a big question because not a whole lot of time between now and the end of the season, which uh, uh, for uh, a lot of teams is mid-May uh, when that regular season is uh, comes to a close. So the Jazz have their last regular season game scheduled uh, currently on uh, May 13th, but there are two games with San Antonio uh, that they do need to make up, uh, apparently, uh, which looking at the Jazz schedule, um, they do have um, – well, they just didn't announce the start times. Excuse me. They have a two-game series in San Antonio, but they just haven't announced the tip times uh, for those games. But that's May 15th and 16th, and that's how the U Utah Jazz will conclude their regular season – in less than a month. Um, and uh, so only four weeks, four, maybe five weeks to go here uh, to close out the regular season for the Jazz. So 
uh, where where are they going to finish? Uh, who are they going to be able to uh, uh, you know, compete with? What's uh, what's that schedule going to look like? Um, actually, I, I apologize. I was looking at the Phoenix schedule. I don't know why I was looking at the Jazz. Uh, the Jazz have a, their game on uh, May 16th against Sacramento, but there's no tip time for that one. So, weird. I don't know. They play San Antonio in a two-game series Monday, uh, May 3rd, and Wednesday, May 5th. But that's in Salt Lake City. So, uh, But the rest of the Jazz schedule, I mean, really there's only a, a few games on the, the remaining schedule. You can count on less than one hand. How many games are, are going to be challenging games, really honestly challenging games? Well, should be, I should say, should be challenging games for the Jazz. If they play down to the competition, who knows? But uh, their game in Phoenix on April 30th, uh, their game at home against Denver on May 7th, their game at Golden State could be interesting. Golden State's fighting to be in that playoff uh, play-in game or be a little bit higher or still be in the playoff hunt on May 10th, and then they host Portland on May 12th. So really, that's uh, those are the, the games that I think are going to be really challenging. You know, they do host San Antonio for a couple of games in Salt Lake City, uh, but uh, I just don't see it as those are being that high level of, of challenging for the rest of the regular, the, to finish out the rest of the regular season here for Utah. Uh, whereas uh, Phoenix, they've got Several games, quite a few games against some really tough teams. And some of those are, there's a lot of travel involved. The Jazz don't have to travel very much. And when they do travel, it's not very far. So uh, really the Jazz are putting themselves, just the way the schedule has worked out, in a really nice position here uh, to finish out the uh, regular season. But it, it is that key. You can't play down your competition. And at what moment in time do you take advantage of opportunities to rest some guys and give a guy uh, a little bit of a breather. Can you let other guys kind of step in and and uh, take their moments, work on your rotations, improve your bench, things like that. But uh, Jazz are off tonight. They are playing in Houston tomorrow, and it looks like uh, all the NBA games that uh, and all the other Major League Baseball games that were on the schedule today are going to happen. Uh, just, there were some concerns that maybe because of this verdict that was going on in Minneapolis that it could affect a lot of these games throughout a lot of different professional sports, but it looks like uh, everything is going to continue on as originally planned. Uh, Ajay joining us here in studio and uh, had a chance to sneak away and catch some high school baseball. Uh, and uh, Ajay, first tell us where you went. Where'd you go? Uh, I went to probably the biggest series in any class in the state. Uh, I went to the uh, Mountain Crest Ridgeline Series, game one at Mountain Crest. Uh, Braden Schiss versus Jane Harris, who, by the way, is a commit to the University of Utah. Heck of a heck of a ball player. Really good pitcher, solid hitter. In fact, he had a he had a two run shot in the first inning. Um, to it's a that was a, that was a heck of a ball game. And I only was see I only saw the first five innings, uh, and it was it was a three nothing in the first inning for Ridgeline, and then um, a sack fly an error, and then a home run and ties it up in the uh, I believe in the fourth, and we go to the fifth and. Mount Chris has a man on third with one out, and he can't score him. And uh, so, yeah, uh, as I was leaving, it was tied at three going into the fifth. Things may or may not have changed since then. Ooh, saucy, tight yes. game. Yes. Uh, can I just say we have great sport? In fact, I, I, I'm sure you already read it. The two four zero four text. Um, I, I haven't yet. I've been saving it until you showed up. 
No, it's a it's a great conversation. Two four zero four texted into the show. Uh, I know you're going to talk high school sports in the hour, but I just have a question. I got the end of the conversation last week regarding Oakley Rasmussen, who's getting a scholarship to play soccer for the Florida Gators, which is just awesome. Um, my question is, has there been any other athlete that you know from Cash Valley to play in the SEC? As far as I know, that would be a no. I'm not aware of uh, any other athlete who has gone on to play at the SEC. Uh, not to say that it, it hasn't, um, but um, to, to my knowledge, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Uh, but uh, if anybody else has, man, let me know. Let yeah, us know. I don't, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I, I don't think we have, but I could be wrong on that. But as far as my memory can recall, um, no. Which is so that's pretty awesome for uh, awesome for Rasmussen to be able to. I mean, come on, playing soccer for the Florida Gators. That's no small task. Yeah, that's that, awesome. that's pretty darn cool, isn't it? It is cool. Uh, I know we've had several athletes from around here go to Power Five programs or Power Five schools for different sports, um, but uh, the SEC, I'm not. I don't know. That's I'm not familiar with that. If somebody else knows or can can think of. Uh, another athlete from Cash Valley who has gone on to play and get a scholarship for an SEC program. Uh, yeah, weigh in. Let us know. 435-339-0321 on the Guild Mortgage text line. So, uh, Jay, as, as you were gone and uh, talking about um, uh, or just kind of previewing uh, high school baseball, uh, I just thought it would be good to look get an update on the current RPI situation. In the UHSAA, now they update this regularly, um, but uh, currently, as well, I guess I should say this was as of yesterday, and I needed to check to see if it's changed today or not. I don't know, but uh, as of as of yesterday afternoon, Mountain Crest was the number three team in the state, and uh, you said uh, they had a series with Ridgeline. Uh, they are now in extra innings. Oh, look at that! So uh, Ridgeline is the number nine team. Ooh, wow, Ridgeline not getting a lot of love. Uh, Green Canyon, number six. In the wow. State. But, you know, Green Canyon did play a pretty difficult uh, preseason schedule. Uh, they went to St. George and competed with a couple of St. George teams. They, they played a tough schedule, so I could see why they are at six. Ridgeline, I think, is a little bit low, though. Uh, I'm getting an update on the uh, RPI situation for baseball. Mountain Crest is still number three, Green Canyon number six, Ridgeline number nine, Bear River number 10. So those are the schools in the top 10. Mm. Uh, Skyview is at number 16. They're struggling. They're at three and 10 on the year. Yeah, Skyview is, they've lost so Excuse much talent. And and I, know, I know Todd Phillips is trying to get them back into the, um, the swing of things, but they just lost a ton of talent. That And they were all, they were senior heavy. Uh, three years ago, and, and have kind of just tailed off because of that, and they're suffering for it now. And Logan is just two of fourteen right now, number twenty yeah. in the RPI ranks. Yeah, Logan. I mean, they're just they're, that's a tough spot right now, and almost all sports for Logan has been really tough. And so, um, yeah, I I feel bad for Logan. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but um, uh, right now, Desert Hills is number one. They're sixteen and two. Snow Canyon is number two. They're seventeen and two. Those two are going to face off against each other uh, a few more times. Uh, Mountain Crest is right there at number three at thirteen and three, um, and followed by Pineview and Stansbury, and then there's Green Canyon from Region Eleven, 
sitting at uh, 12 and 4 and uh, number 6 in the overall RPI. So some good baseball. You got four teams in the top 10 coming out of region 11. Yeah, um again baseball's been really northern Utah heavy. They don't get enough love because like when you go south, I mean you're playing against division 1 kids, right? But northern Utah baseball, I know we've only had two state championships since 95 and they both belong to Mountain Crest. Um but there's always talent around here in this region and they give fits to in the state tournament. Um they 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 give uh the, the southern and this Utah County teams a lot of problems and I wouldn't expect anything less here as we go into the, uh, uh, I guess, May month of, of tournament action here coming up soon. So that was going to be my next question. Tournaments begin in first part of May? Yes. Yep. It's the best time of the year for baseball. It's double elimination, too, which is nice. That's why I like it. Uh, someone was asking, Eric, uh, about track and field. Uh, I believe uh, that was 2590. What about discussion on track and field is the uh, is the question. I would love to have a discussion on, on track and field, but I have uh, not been able to find. So I was doing a little bit of research. For uh, rankings or standings. Yeah, but in regards to like top performances so far, uh, Isaac Larson of Skyview um, had an 11-4 run. Of 100 meters uh, just three days ago at Logan. 11.04 on the 100 meters. That is impressive. Uh, he's the only uh, Region 11 kid to, uh, to be uh, thought of as a quote-unquote top performance in the, uh, in the boys, or at least in the 100 meters. Um, just kind of doing some more research on this. And uh, you're right. I mean, I, I haven't really done a whole lot into it as well. I guess we should do more, huh? <laughs> that's we should a, do good, a lot more which yes. is good yeah i mean but as of right now i mean it's a lot of i mean tracking i guess tracks had some success i think it was more early in the uh if i say early in these modern 2000s that when uh, track was really really good unless i'm missing something 2590 uh it was if we're missing something please let me know or if there's somewhere we should be directed yeah. to, uh, to, yeah, let us know. See I, some of that. That would be great. Absolutely, because we'll I, find it. But if you can give us, I a gotta be head honest. Start. I've not, and, and don't don't yell at me. But I was never a big track guy. I I couldn't run unless I had something to run with or something to run from. That was usually <laughs> my problem. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll do some research two five nine zero. If you got anything for us that we need to announce here on the on the radio show, please do let us know. We'd love to uh, talk about any. And all success of Region 11. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, but we do have some of the detail from, you know, courtesy of um, UHSAA. We do have some of the other details about other RPI schools and uh, current standings. So, for softball, some really great softball happening on in the region as well. Another case of four teams in the top 10. Bear River, number one overall. Uh, right now, and uh, with uh, the uh, thirteen, or excuse me, an eleven and three overall RPI, and um, this is uh, Bear River's got some some excuse me twelve and three overall with their record. Great talent out there. They're doing a great job with their program. Ridgeline coming in at number four uh, with a record of thirteen and two. Mountain Crest at number eight 
in the uh, UHSAA standings. Not as many games played uh, for them. They're five and five. Uh, Skyview is at number ten. They're at seven and six. Wow. Uh, and then uh, finish out the region eleven teams. Uh, Green Canyon is number fifteen in the current standings, uh, and then Logan at number eighteen uh, in the latest RPI uh, for softball. Uh, then there's also boys and girls lacrosse that's going on right now. Uh, there for those, it's a little bit different because it is a newer sport. Not every school has a team, and so they've kind of broken it down. Like the top 16 teams are in what's called Division A. They're not in like regions necessarily, stuff like that. It's a little bit different. So uh, the way they're doing their RPI, there's a, re- there's a Division A, there's a Division B, and a Division C for all the schools in 4A that are participating. Uh, uh, well, for schools that are participating in high school lacrosse. Now, some of these are... Uh, we would normally classify as a 6A school, and some are lower division schools, but because it is a newer sport, it's kind of changing and tweaking the classification, how it works. So there's sure. the top 16 teams are in the Division A, the next 16 in Division B, and then everybody else there is in Division C. So right now, Green Canyon is the only school in boys lacrosse that's in Division A, and currently they're the number 16 Whew. in the state. <laughs> So they're, they're behind schools like Corner Canyon, who's number one, Farmington, Olympus, American Fork, and Juan Diego. So wow. Green Canyon off to a really good start to wow. their uh, boys lacrosse season, which frankly, this really is the honest first season as a sanctioned sport. Last season was supposed to be, but it got canceled. Uh, Skyview, they are uh, currently ranked 21st, so in... In Division B standards, they are the uh, number five team, but number twenty-one overall in in uh, of all of boys lacrosse with a record of five and four. Ridgeline is twenty-fifth uh, at six and four. Bear River, uh, they're thirty-first with a record of five and four, and they're all in the B division. Uh, by the way, Box Elder, they're in the C uh, division. They're at three and five. Logan. They're at three and seven in Mountain Crest, kind of struggling this year. They're at two and ten. Mm. They're currently ranked fifty-two uh, in the RPI. And then lastly, the girls lacrosse. Uh, I guess not lastly. We still have boys soccer, but for girls lacrosse, Ridgeline is doing well. They're in the uh, A division. They're currently ranked seventh in the state at seven and one. And Bear River ranked fourteenth. Uh, they're at nine and one. So they're both of those schools doing well with their girls lacrosse teams. Uh, Box Silder is 21st, Mountain Crest 27th, Green Canyon 28th. They're all in the B division. And in the C division, you've got Skyview at 34 and Logan at 44. Um, this still is trying, uh, still searching for their first win with their girls lacrosse program. Uh, and then last but not least, the boys soccer uh, some great games going on here. Some great talent, uh, as is often the case. But right now, Green Canyon currently number two in the state in the RPI. They're at eleven and two overall record behind Juan Diego, who only has one loss on their record. Uh, but Mountain Crest, Mountain Crest, right on their heels at number three. Uh, they're nine and four overall, right behind Green Canyon. Skyview's ranked ninth. 
Ridgeline 11th, uh, Logan is ranked 18th, and then Bear River coming in at 19th, and Bear River uh, struggling with their boys' program, still trying to find their first win uh, through their first 11 or 12 games. So that's the current situation with uh, high school sports and the spring sports. We will try to get some more detail about track and field. Oh, yeah, we really but will. I'll actually I, try to work on that. Right now, just at this very moment, that's uh, the details we don't have. So, But we'll, we'll, we commit to you. We hey, will find them. We appreciate you running for us. We'll track it down. So, uh, anyway, that's some of the things kind of standing out for, uh, for some of the high school sports going on. It's a couple more weeks. Uh, I understand tennis is also happening. Um, so, there's, it's a great time of the year. I'm so glad that these students, uh, student-athletes, have their spring season. I really feel bad for those seniors last year who uh, prepared all year for their their sport of choice and just wasn't able to take uh, take place because of COVID. But uh, now it is, so we're so happy those kids are able to have, play those games and uh, and to go out there and compete. A lot of games going on this week and a couple more weeks before we get into uh, really about one more week or so before we started getting into the state tournaments uh, to see who's going to come home with some more hardware for their various schools. And uh, as we've said, there's several different Region 11 schools that are in the running mm. with how they're doing so far in their respective sports that could could be in the state uh, title hunt for their respective sports. Sure. All right, we're going to call a timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, let's get into the stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. Yes. I think there's some uh, – could create some interesting discussion about uh, some of the a things that have happened. A lot of candidates, huh? I had a really hard time. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, settling on who I thought would be my player of the week. So we'll discuss that next and uh, continue to get your nominations from that as well. If there's somebody who stood out to you and what they did this last week, let us know. On the uh, Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. Tom Brady shows us what matters to him. He's been taking pay cuts for 15 years. Number one priority is winning. I've heard Aaron stubborn. Green Bay trying to do things, but stubborn is more important than winning. Ego, more important than winning. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Valley Recycling's Earth Day event is back. This year's prices are some of the best they've seen. In an effort to keep everyone safe, Earth Day will look a little different this year, running the entire week of April 19th through the 24th. Earth Day will only be held at Valley Recycling's facility at 145 North, 10th West. To limit overcrowding and to keep wait times minimal, appointments are required to drop off your recyclables. Schedule your appointment online at valleymetalrecycling.com. Snacks and cold drinks will be available. Valley Recycling's Earth Day event, April 19th through the 24th. For prices and drop-off appointments, visit ValleyMetalRecycling.com. Work, school, grocery shopping, doctor's appointments, the gym, to the airport to pick up loved ones, to the kids' soccer games, piano lessons, out for movie night, to hear your favorite band in the city, over to grandma and grandpa's house, and on last year's amazing road trip. Your vehicle takes you so many places. Protect it. When you leave your vehicle, remember to always take your keys or key fob with you and lock the doors. If you suspect auto theft, contact the National Insurance Crime Bureau at 1-800-TELL-NICB. 
That's 1-800-TEL-NICB or visit our website at www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Andre Salveston here on the Full Court Press. By the way, if you missed it, we had a great, uh, well, we were all treated to a great conversation between Craig Hislop. Oh, wasn't that awesome? And Coach Dale Brown yeah. last hour. That was fun. So that'll be posted on our podcast feed. Just check our website or wherever you find podcasts. Uh, for the search for the Full Court Press. Search for my name or Ajay's name. You'll find yeah. it. Well, I mean, like you said, just go to 1069thefan.com and it's right there. That's the yep. quickest and easiest way. Absolutely. Um, so Shaler Halliman passed away, uh, only 76 years old, unfortunately. Sad. But yeah, uh, more details about his career and his impact uh, Utah State can be found at uh, cashvalleydaily.com. And uh, we'll have that interview uh, posted online here shortly. So, um, But, Ajay, it was an interesting week in sports. And uh, it's it gets hard to try to figure out who to vote on for some of these things. And so it kind of gets to uh, this point where we have to put our thinking caps on here when it comes to our uh, who's going to be our player of the week. Time to see who the real MVP is. If you have a good game, your game is going to say that. You, know, you don't have to say it. Puts a lot of cool things in perspective anytime you're the first time doing something. It's the Full Court Press Player of the Week. Let's go! All right, our Player of the Week. Uh, Ajay, I'm going to let you go first because I would not want to be accused of stealing your player. We wouldn't have had the same guy. There's no way we would have had the same guy. If we had the same guy, we are, we suck. <laughs> we suck. There are a lot of guys to choose, a lot of people to choose from. Okay, so I have two. One just came in moments ago because this is awesome. Uh, but, and I hope I say this right. Elizabeth. Uh, I don't even try to pronounce the last name. Appadale. Elizabeth Appadale, who is in uh, the women's uh, 100 meter hurdle. And this is courtesy of 2590. She placed first in the Davis Invitational 14.62 in the women's 100-meter hurdle. It takes me 3.65, which means three hours and 62 minutes to get over the first (laughs) hurdle. And her 100-meter hurdle was 14.62. Again, courtesy of 2590 Texan in the show to our Gil Morgan's text line, and she's a serious contender for the state title in her event, according to 2590. Nice. I hope I said that name right, because if I butchered it and she's listening, I'm going to feel really, really bad. Just a unique way of, sp- of uh, spelling Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Probably. Okay, you know what? You're probably wrong, though. I, so I'm going to go with what I said. Wouldn't be the first time. Uh, okay, my second guy is uh, Stephen Curry. In his last nine games. This is his points, okay, in his last nine games. 49, 47, 33, 42, 53, 38, 32, 41, 37. 
And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of those games were versus playoff contending teams. One, two, three, four of those games were versus teams in the top five of the playoffs. And then what he did last night after Seth Curry hit a three, gave him a smile, might have said something to him about mom, which wasn't nice. He then goes off. Dude, like this 20 is, points in the fourth quarter alone. Yeah. This guy's unreal. But according to Skip Bayless, he would take Bill Walton over Steph Curry. <laughs> what? No, I'm not. That, that's Bill. Yeah, Skip Bayless said that today. Oh that he would take Bill Walton over Steph Curry. He just says crap just to get people that react like we're reacting. Yeah. And, and by the way, Steph Curry in the fourth quarter of the season, seven and a half, two points per game, five and a half minutes per game. 52% from the field, 53 from three, and 96 from the line. That is saucy. That is nuts. Player of the game, or player of the week. My man, Stefan. Uh, my player of the week, and I did consider Steph, but I went with Paul George. Why? The pandemic LA, P. The, <laughs> pandemic P. Well, he's got his team playing as one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. Uh, this is what he's done over this fast, past five games. 37 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 three-pointers made. 36 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, 4 three-pointers made. 32 points, 3 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 three-pointer made. 33 points, 7 boards, 3 assists, 7 three-pointers made. And 36 points, 3 boards, 5 assists, and 6 three-pointers made. He's shooting 53% from the field, 52% from three, and 93% from the free throw line. Paul George is playing at a crazy level right now. And the LA Clippers, they're making a run to be one of the hottest teams in the NBA coming into the playoffs. A team I wouldn't want to mess with right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's good. Let's just wait until we get to playoffs when he's playing Joe Ingles. <laughs> and Joe's playing his best defense with his mouth. Uh, the Phoenix, or excuse me, the Clippers are one of the, the best offensive teams and also one of the best defensive teams. Paul George is uh, certainly having an impact with that and um, playing at a very high level for the LA Clippers right now. Now, what about the stat? Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the full court press. Wow, that blew my mind. Do you have your stat prepared? Yeah. Well, while you still consider that, I will go first while on this one. I still one, consider that. Just to be sure. Um, I knew he was, he'd been in the league a long time, and he did a lot of really good things as a quarterback but this I did not realize Alex Smith is one of three quarterbacks to win 30 or more games for multiple teams Peyton Manning and Carson Palmer are the only others to do that to have done that but here where he stands apart from those guys he is the only quarterback since the 1970 merger to win 40 or more games in both the AFC and the NFC it's really unfortunate that Alex Smith's career has come to an end, but it was really fun to see him be able to come back onto the field and take snaps and help the Washington football team make it to the playoffs. Uh, 
I'm going to give you the guard stat line. And it, it's a bunch of really just pointless stats to show you how stupid things are these days in regards to stats. Okay, ESPN Stats and Info has an obsession with a couple of guys. Steph Curry's one of them. And according to ESPN Stats and Info, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan are joined now by Steph Curry in 40-point games in the month of April when being age 33 or older. Okay, there, there's one for you. Uh, Russell Westbrook is the first player in NBA history with multiple triple doubles uh, against all 30 teams. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Nikola Jokic is the second player. Who does this? Like, who has time for this crap? Nikola Jokic is the second player with 75 points, 30 boards, 15 assists over a two-game span in the last 30 years. Joining Giannis. Like, who looks that up? Is like, hey, man. I wonder who scored 75-plus points, has 15-plus assists, and 30-plus boards in two days. Who's done that? There's got to be someone out there. Oh, it's Giannis. What do you know? Let me keep going back, though. Can you imagine the spreadsheets for some of these guys? Dude, I hope those guys are getting paid, or I hope they're not getting paid, actually. And every they're night, they're crunching something. Like, oh, I know. Oh, let's see the last time this happened. Just to, just to call it that they got hours. Uh, I was up. Uh, I got nine <laughs> hours looking for this one stat. I mean, waste my time some more. Five three three eight. Stat that blew my mind. Going 10 straight years without making the playoffs in the NHL is child's play. This year, the Buffalo Sabres turned it up to 11. <laughs> yes, Buffalo. <laughs> Man, they find a way to just suck at everything. Football, they can't win a Super Bowl. Hockey, they can't get to the playoffs. Uh, they tried their hand at hosting a Major League Baseball team that, for And a that season. went south. And now they got a AAA team. And that's not even going that well. Yeah, I mean, God bless them. Great, great staff, 5338. Love it. Absolutely love it. It's good. Love that. Hey, uh, I, I know you've probably, I don't know if you've talked to me or not, but I got to ask you, Steph Curry, last night, what that Warriors team is doing, on the run they are, led by Steph Curry. If they get into the playoffs, where does he get put in your MVP conversation? Because where they were at and where they are now, I mean, it's it's starting to get significant. Okay, so we're talking about this run that the Golden State Warriors are on. Nine straight wins, I believe. They are 6-4 and four in their last 10. So, Steph Curry is on a run, but I don't know that I'd be willing to say the Golden State Warriors are on a run. Oh, yeah, okay, they're on a winning streak of one. That's bad. But still, they're at 29-29. and Again, no Clay Thompson, 30% of Draymond Green, which is about 10%, really, is what you're looking at with Draymond Green. Um, But they're still in ninth place. Hey, okay, speaking of this, I was listening to Dan Patrick on 106.9 The Fan this morning, and they had a great conversation about this playoff thing. 7, 8, 9, 10. Now, I was with you. When I'm like, man, don't bark about it. Like, Dallas is complaining, Luca, Mark. No, don't complain about it. Just get out of the spot, win some games, and you're fine. But they brought up a really good point on 106.9 The Fan for the Dan Patrick Show, 7 to 10 a.m. And the point was, you're Dallas, and you work your butt off to get the seventh seat in a tough Western conference. You work your tails off. But then, what's your reward? You got to play the eighth seed, Memphis Grizzlies. And that's just to find out if you lose, 
you're going to be playing for eighth place. If you win, you get the seventh seed. If you lose, you got to play for eighth place. You work your tail off to get to the seventh seed at the end of regular season, and you still have to play in a playing tournament. Like, and I mean, who comes up with that idea? Hey, uh, I got a really solid idea here. Okay, let's hear it. What if the seventh seeded team had to play a playing tournament just to get the seventh seed? Okay, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to me. You're the seventh seeded team, and you got to play the eighth seeded team to see if you're going to be the seventh seed. Okay, well, what is the eighth seed doing? Or what is the. Uh, okay, so it's a playing game to get the seventh seed? Yeah, no, but wait, it gets better. I got more. What if you're the ninth team and you got to play the tenth team to get to the eighth game? You'll play the winner of the seventh day. Why? What What are we doing here? I actually am now completely one hundred percent on Mark Cuban and Doncic's side. It's a bad idea. Why is the seventh team who works their butt off to get to the seventh spot got to play just to get into the seventh spot? Here's what I like about the play-in tournament. Okay. It. Creates incentive for teams that the that are on that fringe to continue to compete. We've seen times where if somebody was in that nine spot or ten spot, with a few weeks out, they would just fold up their tents and just play crap basketball. You already have several teams at the bottom of the league that have been doing that most of the year. The last few weeks, you don't need even more teams just playing crap basketball because you don't care because you're not going to the playoffs. So it creates incentive to continue to compete. The other thing I like about it, it does add some incentive for being the number one or the number two seed. Because you have an advantage now of playing some teams that had to fight to get there and had to play a few extra games before you face them. So there is a clear advantage to being the number one or the number two. Okay, but we're, you, and in the you, West, it's been that, so tight. Yeah, between but you're seven saying it 10. helps to compete. They're competing just to be in the seventh spot in a tough Western Conference. What they're do you not, mean it helps? They're them not help out compete? of. Look, if you're in the seventh spot, you're not that far from being in the sixth spot. Yeah, but okay, if you finish in the seventh spot, why do you get punished for that? Why do you get punished to have to play the eighth team? And if you lose that game, you got to play another team to get into the eighth spot. I, I mean, that makes no sense. Why are we rewarding the ninth and tenth place teams? Well, that's because that's what we're doing. We are punishing the seventh and eighth seeded teams and rewarding the ninth and tenth seeded teams. Why? Usually because it is a, a tight race and we create incentive for teams to keep fighting. Look, the difference between number seven and number 10 in the West is two games. Mm -hmm. In the East, decidedly different. Um, it's. Four and a half games. Excuse me, no, six and a half games. Very different story in the East. But for that tenth spot, look, Chicago is currently in the tenth spot. Okay. Washington tied. Hmm. Toronto half a game behind. So you're giving incentive, an opportunity, a glimmer of hope for essentially twelve teams in the East. That they could be in the playoffs. But should we be giving them that glimmer of hope? If they can't win at the regular season, why do we give them a glimmer of hope at the end? What's the point? 
Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I mean, again, I, you you finished the eighth place team in the Eastern Conference. Okay, you probably should have got seventh or sixth, but you didn't. But instead, I, I, I still feel like we're, we are rewarding those ninth and tenth place teams for a chance. Because, okay, you're seventh place, Eric. Okay, your team is in seventh place. And then, hey, we battled it out to get seventh place, fought through COVID, injuries and such, made it seventh. Instead, you have to play an eighth place team. And what if that, and just what if, okay, hypothetically, of course, eighth place team ends up being the Lakers, who go on a losing streak, fall to eighth, and now have LeBron and AD healthy. I, that just doesn't seem right to me. That's the importance of the, the, importance of the, what? the whole entire season. No, it's not the only point. Yeah, Try to put in no, your position. Finishing in the top eight is the importance of the whole entire season. Not finishing in the top ten. I mean, do we okay? So when you're when when you're in a tournament, right, and uh, or like you're in a track meet, like two five nine zero, the top three uh, top three runners get a medal. All oh, but wait, no, hold on. Number three, you need a race with number four, and then number five needs to race with number six again. You two are gonna duke it out, and or you four are gonna duke it out. If you lose, you play the you race against the loser. If you win, you get a spot in the third place side. Come on, really? That's what we're doing. Nine four six three has a good point. Okay, Guild Mortgage text line. Yeah, if the league is going to come down hard on resting superstars, but then giving them second chances if they come in tenth, then there is contradiction. Every game matters. Only ninety percent matter, and then you get a second chance. Which is it? See, I, that's a great point. That's a great point. I love that text. You know, the other reason that I left out before, it's about creating TV events, selling additional tickets in your venue, more concessions, more TV sponsorships. It's about money. So it's not about the players anymore. It's about money. Well, there were other reasons. I just didn't say that's the only reason and the top reason. It's I think it is another in the reason, list though. of reasons why they do it. It's got to be the biggest reason, though. I mean, that's, yeah. We're making guys play more games even though they finish within the top eight, which qualifies you for the playoffs. But hold on, you got to play someone who hadn't made the playoffs, and you got to see if you can still keep, like, you almost have to validate yourself for being a seven-seeded team against the ninth and tenth. Like, that's unreal. It makes no sense to me. So, wait, wait, wait. Make sure I got this clear. By the way, 5763 had texted in. Win your games during the season, and you don't have to worry about your spot. But yes, there are some weird things going on with this play-in tourney. He, and he's right. Win your games, and you're in. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Win your games, and you're in. Yep. Uh, by the way, 2590 texting in. Thank you, guys. I did not mean to come across attacking in any way. No, you didn't. Trust me. We got a lot worse. No, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, that was very nice, actually, your text compared to somebody else like Eric um, that I've gotten before. Uh, he says 2590 continues. I enjoy the show and I was at Davis watching my daughter when my uh, or when I saw Elizabeth. Yeah, it is Elizabeth by the way, so I was right. Run and was blown away by her skill. We have some impressive athletes in the valley right now and track is just a low coverage sport. I'm going to do some research and 2590 come back tomorrow. Okay? I'm going to do some research on track. Come back tomorrow please. And, and I'll get some research done. 
I'll be better tomorrow. All right, got to call a timeout here in the full court press. By the way, you know I was writing that argument too. Uh, Come on, Eric. Another day, another yeah, time. Another time, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. We'll have to continue to get your voice uh, on this uh, subject, 435-339-0321, here on the Full Court Press. Join us for the Grand Cinco de Mayo celebration, Wednesday, May 5th, from 11 to 7 p.m. at Willow Park in Logan. Get ready for an explosion of Mexican culture, including taco fiesta, folkloric dancers, Mexican singers, games, prizes, mariachis, food trucks, and more. Come celebrate Cinco de Mayo at Willow Park in Logan, Wednesday, May 5th, from 11 to 7 p.m. Sponsored by Cytiva. Now hiring? Visit Cytiva.com forward slash careers. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Have you heard? The marketplace is making major changes. Improvements to affordability through the health insurance marketplace by increasing financial assistance, lowering your premiums, and more generous cost sharing to lower your out-of-pocket max. If you have coverage, come in to see if you can save even more. Never applied? We can help. Go to lssins.com or call 752-9493. That's 752-9493. They can put your logo on it because that's what they do at the Logo Shop. They can put your logo on anything from pens and mugs to golf balls and clocks. The Logo Shop is also the place for your team shirts and uniforms. So if your team wants to look good, call the Logo Shop and order your team uniforms today. Colors, logo, and everything else looking just like you want it to. Get your team shirts and uniforms from the Logo Shop. Call them to get a bid or just drop by 40 South Main in Logan. The Logo Shop. Logo Stop. The Logo Shop. Better weather, longer days, and the urge to get outside. Spring has sprung. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical, and we'd love to help you scoot into spring and enjoy $200 off our high-quality scooters. Bringing wellness home is our motto, so also enjoy $200 off our best-selling lift chairs. For locations and information, visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. Another Full Court Press show is coming to a close, but you can find them on Twitter. Follow Eric Franzen at efranzen and Ajay Salveson at Ajay Salvi. If you missed today's episode, find it on 1069thefan.com or wherever you get your podcast. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, uh, is the play-in tournament a good thing, or is it really misguided? Everyone has said it. I'm right. 9463-5763-2590 will probably text in a little bit later and agree with me as well. well I, I don't understand. Wait, like, no, 5763 is on my side. Uh, when your games during the season, you don't have to worry about your spot. But yes, there are some weird things going on with this play-in tourney. So I'm still up. Okay, so wait, you're telling me about the competition part. Like, yes. it helps teams competing at the bottom end. What about the teams that have competed to get to that spot? Seven or eight, though. We're just going to be like, well, you still got to play, even though you were qualified for the playoffs. Still got to play to see if you're good enough to be in there. Six, eight, nine, one. Playing is trash. Thank you. Help me. Like, help me understand your side. Look, it's a TV event. One. It's, that can't Two. be. No, it's a TV event. 
It's a chance to sell more tickets, to sell more concessions. It's a money thing. More games on TV, more rights opportunities. Number two, it keeps people at the uh, in that fringe. It keeps them competing rather than just taking the taking it off and just playing all your scrubs. And three, it provides an incentive for the number one and the number two seeds. Why? Because then you want to be number one or number two because then you're going to face a team that just had to do the play-in tournament and play extra games just to advance, to get there. Everybody's talking about seven, eight, nine, and ten. Nobody's yeah. talking about one and two. There's a significant advantage of being number one or number two now. More than just home court through your conference or potentially through the entire playoffs, but in that opening round, you get a team that's had to battle and beat each other up while you get to rest a little more. Okay, John Russell texted in, uh, first on the Buffalo thing, stop bagging on Buffalo sports. The Bills are on the way back. Their minor league baseball team is in top 10 in attendance, and they have the best fans in sports. And then in regards to this, two words, participation prize. <laughs> He's right. Like, okay, does it maybe help those teams competing or on the fringe? Sure. Like, ninth and 10th feel like they have a legit shot to get in. But it's an unfair advantage. It's an unfair disadvantage for seven and eight teams. And, and okay, so one and two. But they still get the worst teams out of that league. Like, playing a playing game isn't, I mean, that's unfair. Because then, like, they get a bye practically for being a two seed. You get a bye. Basically, one through six, they get a first-round bye while these other teams battle it out. But look, the playoffs started today. with Because of the play-in tournament, we would get to see Steph Curry in the playoffs. Oh, that, so under that's the other, what you want. Under the other circumstances, we would not see Steph Curry in the playoffs. Why? Okay, but here's the thing. Do you want to see Steph Curry going solo by himself in the playoffs? That's what you want? You don't want to compensate. America will tune in to watch oh, Steph Curry drop 10 oh, three-pointers no, in whomever no. they're facing. Not saying they're oh, going to win, on. but America wants to see Steph Curry in the playoffs. I didn't know you were a marketer for NBA ESPN. Stop it. And I think the NBA is secretly hoping the Pelicans get their crap together and uh, knock out the Spurs. Okay, to get so, that okay spot. so if that's the case, why don't we rig it? Why don't we rig it to, I mean, we already are. What am I talking I say, about? What? We already are. <laughs> Aren't you an advocate that this is already taking place? Yeah. It has been for a I long really time? I really do. I absolutely do. In this regard, and if that's the case, then let's make, without a shadow of doubt, let's make sure. Let's make sure the refs are getting paid. Let's make sure the NBA has focused their attention on getting Zion Williamson and Steph Curry into the playoffs instead of a guy like Luka Doncic with a decent Cavs team. I mean, Mavs team, excuse me, not Cavs, Mavs. Or, uh, and like if Damian Lillard slips to the seventh spot, I think Damian Lillard's Blazers have a better shot of competing than Steph Curry and the Warriors. It's un- It's just, it's, I guess 6891 said it's So how trash. do we prevent teams that are on the fringe from just folding up their tents and just calling it a day? How do we create know. incentive for them to continue to compete? Do we need to? Like, because not, not only no, are you creating incentive for nine, nine and ten in the standings, you're creating incentive for nine, ten, eleven, and twelve to continue to compete because you could still get into that tenth spot. I don't. You could still make okay, the playoffs. So you get to the tenth spot just to get your butts kicked by the number one team. Like that's what we're doing. 
You get to the 10th spot to get your butts kicked by the number one team? Every coach and GM would tell you playoff experience is invaluable, even for, oh, for a young team. Geez. That's the only way you can get even that Even for the 10-seeded Warriors who've had plenty of playoff experience. It's valuable for Steph Curry, though. NBA wants to see him. Grosses me out. You gross me out. No, Eric Can't Branson leave him wants out. to see him. You want to see Bradley Beal and Russell Branson. Westbrook in the East make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, stop.